Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only here on 98.5 K News. I'm your host, Stu Jenkins. And we are having a uh, very interesting discussion with Ms. Karen Veely, investigative reporter for the CalCoastNews.com newspaper. Um, Before we get too far into our next segment, I I just want to let folks know that if you'd like to hear from an office holder, lawyer, activist, or journalist here at Slow County Public Policy and the Law, you can email me at stu, that's spelled S-T-E-W, dot Jenkins at dimescentralcoast.com. And if you have questions for our guests, you know we've got some good guests coming up, like uh, Congressman Carbajal, uh, you'll hear him on the 12th of August. Uh, you can email me at stew.jenkins at dimescentralcoast.com. And, of course, you can hear podcasts of this program or any of our other programs at knews, that's K-N-E-W-S, 985.com. So, Ms. Veely, welcome back to this part of the show uh, you were talking about um, the many sources you had, and uh, I guess the question is, you, you you were talking about 30 different victims that you've have contacted you. No, 30 different victims haven't contacted me. There are several attorneys that are already looking into this case. Robert May is um, representing the young woman, um, the alleged victim from this year, and um, Daniel O'Neill is representing, he told me he believes there's as many as 30 victims. Um, he is taking calls from victims right now. Well, I, I, I know Mr. O'Neill personally. He's a fine attorney. Um, he's done a lot of personal injury and some significant cases. Uh, well, the kinds of cases where uh, you're climbing Mount Everest, but eventually you get to see the sun. Um Mr. O'Neill may be on this program here in the future, uh, but one thing I want you to tell people is if they if they have a story to tell, a truthful story about abuse or misconduct, how do they get a hold of you? 805-234-1703. Okay. And can I respond to the question you asked before the break? Sure. What I was saying is you have bad people in this world in almost all walks of life. But the problem is if you're in an environment where people are told to be quiet about allegations of misconduct and told to not move forward, you're more likely to going to have a lot more misconduct than if you're in an environment where they take it seriously. Well, not only that, if... People are getting away with unacceptable conduct. Uh, it becomes contagious. Others think it becomes normal, and that's the way corruption spreads in any society. Yes. So that those, it's very important that uh, folks suffer consequences when they do this kind of thing, especially to young children. And the issue is also. This has a massive impact on young women when they are sexually 
harassed and threatened, they often change their behaviors and it changes their lives. Look at the sports reporter from KSBY. She went in to her hearing for this um, restraining order. And according to the sports reporter, the judge at the time, Aaron Childs, uh, well, first of all, she says Brandau sat next to her. Right next to her, she had a temporary restraining uh, hold order. On. Uh, Brandau wasn't sitting next to the judge, was he? No, he was sitting next to the sports reporter. The judge isn't... Who, who's, who's accused him of harassment. And she has proceeding. a temporary restraining order. He couldn't legally do it. And what she took it as is he was saying, doesn't matter what you do here today, I'm going to harass you no matter what. And then the judge, right before she calls the case, he moves across the room, and she now is crying. She doesn't do a great job telling her story. He is clear, collected. He is a well-known man around town. He runs the sports camps. He is well-loved in the community. And the judge made a comment, according to the reporter, that if this was, um, if he was asking for a restraining order against you, I would grant it. Then she grants her restraining order based on the overwhelming evidence, but only gives three months. I have never seen a case where it didn't go for at least a year. And I've seen where they've then upped it for more than a year. So she gets three months. She leaves KSBY. She leaves San Luis Obispo County. And she leaves journalism shortly after the three-month period. Does she tell you that it was because of this, or is this your conclusion? Uh, she has told me it changed her life. Okay. And uh -huh. that she is still in counseling uh, because of what happened here in our county. Folks, you're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. We're interviewing investigative reporter Karen Veely with the calcosnews.com newspaper. Um, the, the the Tribune has had an article or two on this. Um, uh, do you have any differences with how they're reporting on this? Well, I believe if you're going to be a reporter and you're going to have ethics and honesty, it includes when you're writing about your competition. And one thing the Tribune, for example, when they're reporting, um, they made a comment that the the um, school district did not learn of the reporter's complaint until the... Of the reporter's complaint. You uh, the, the KSBY reporter's the, complaint. Okay. Uh, the restraining order until after the uh, investigation in October. This came out because of Cal Coast News. It was not because of the investigation in October. Um, and then when they wrote something more recently about this, they claimed that this came out. They learned of, of these allegations because of a tip. Um, it's, I think, journalistic integrity when you have someone, a reporter, whether she's a female or a male, and she writes a story, you should give that person credit. Years ago, they used to actually take my reporting, write their own story, and then apply for investigative awards. My editor, Bill Loving, made a complaint to McClatchy about the Andrew Holland case. I wrote multiple stories. They didn't even follow up on it for about three months. 
And then the reporter claimed that it was his investigation, and he got an award for the best investigation of the year. And the New York Times even wrote about this great thing that he did. He did not investigate the story, but that is the way the Tribune handles it. If I investigate it, they can claim it's their work. And I believe if you're going to be ethical and have integrity, you have to have it all the way around. Well, they, they may have done some investigation, but they were standing on your shoulders when they uh, started, weren't they? Yes. Okay. Because you had you had broken the story long before the Tribune I had, I did anything with it. On issues, I had been mm-hmm. for over a year looking into allegations at the jail. Mm-hmm. That's how I knew this happened. That's how I had my sources already in line. Folks, you're listening to Karen Veely, investigative reporter for Cal Coast News here on Slow County Public Policy and the Law. I want to talk about some of your other reporting here. Um, you had actually uh, just this Thursday, you had a story drop about a former Oceano official facing punitive damages in harassment case. Uh, we, we have a harassment theme apparently this month. Uh, can you tell us about this story? Yes, Cynthia Repugle is a attorney. She was a community service district um, member, Oceano Community Service District member at the time. She bought a home in Oceano that is one of the front homes on a driveway, a steep driveway. Well, let me stop you for a second. Um, The source of your information here is a lawsuit, isn't it? It was, um, yes, and the tentative ruling was very descriptive from the judge. And, and so are you reporting what the uh, tentative ruling uh, talks about? Most of it's from the tentative ruling. I also called the neighbors to ask how the fight started. Oh, there's a fight involved. Okay. <laughs> this is one of those neighborhood disputes which are... Um, is there a physical fight or just a, a big, no, just fallacious a, argument? Just a nasty argument. What happened was uh, Cynthia is a, is a strong environmentalist. She is Cynthia, what's her last name? Repugle. Okay. And she is a um, an activist. I, you know, she had something online about infiltrating a fisherman group in Florida. Okay, now we're going to come back to this right after this break. And folks, stay tuned. There's some important ads coming up. And we will be back right away at Slow County Public Policy and the Law 98.5. 